0: Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey, guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. I'm gonna make this intro short as fuck because this episode is an hour long. And I think it's a perfect amount of time because the topics and how deep I get in this episode is pretty fucking crazy. Um, But just to paint a picture, I talk about how it's felt this year leading up to turning 30 and this magical darkness of awakening awakening to these dark shadows of ourselves, anger. I talk a lot about anger and depression and emotions and reactions that come out and then we like instantly regret it. Um, I talk about a little bit about why my anger exists, abandonment and childhood and how we can start to really take note of why we are the way we are in this moment why we react to people, why we react to situations, why why getting through the day is sometimes really hard. I talk a lot about depression and anxiety, and um, I talk about how our financial situation can be connected to how our parents handled money, and I I get deep in here. I I explain deeply about the the hows and the whys, and... um, I share a lot of personal information, actually. I share personal experiences from high school, personal experiences from when I was, you know, in an abusive relationship. And I, I do this and I dabble in those personal experiences because it's to help you realize that our past experiences are why we are carrying these dark versions of ourselves and why it might be so hard to shake that version of ourselves and I talk about kind of wanting to commit suicide to that dark part of myself and I and I talk about how you know the things we say and the things we do in our past we can't necessarily erase them Um, and I talk about the 12-step recovery process um, my eating disorder and my anxiety and depression and things that I've been Working through and how um, the twelve-step recovery process really has helped me a lot, and how we can how we can awaken to these dark parts of ourselves, but also try to disconnect from the self and our identity. And I talk about journaling. I talk about things that have helped me. Um, if you have not followed me on instagram Um, i share a lot about my new mini workshop course called modern meditations and if you're interested in that um, it is over eight hours of guided meditation and over eight worksheets full of journaling and creative writing prompts and exercises that i personally do myself and how i talk about how um streaming consciousness into our journal, not just in a gratitude practice, but in a realist practice, like telling the universe what's up, allowing yourself to feel your suffering, um, all these things, and I, I, I get pretty deep into how we can soothe ourselves away from feeling these emotions with caffeine with working out with whatever it is and then we're left with that same trauma that same pain that same abandonment and i i i speak deeply about um, the abandonment and the anger and the isolation and how we can find ourselves really secluding ourselves when we're in this depression and how we can kind of fall victim to the depression and and even though the depression is trying to um protect us by not being around people and not unveiling who we really are with this depression we don't have to label ourselves and we can we can disconnect from that so without getting too deep into it um let's just get right into the episode if you'd like to support the podcast just share screenshot tag me on instagram gypsy love flow um subscribe rate review obviously that really helps the podcast thrive and as you know this is a one woman show so i really appreciate all the ratings and reviews and uh let's just get right into it thanks guys this episode is brought to you by tonic vibes cbd tonic offers cbd blends that use organic sun-grown hemp flower from their family-run farm in upstate new york their original formulations were first developed by Tonic's founder, Brittany Carbone, to help manage her own anxiety and depression that she was suffering with herself. Combining plant based ingredients like ashwagandha, black seed oil, lemon balm, and passion flower, their soulfully crafted botanicals work with the CBD to restore our body's essential balance. The magic is in the love and intention that goes into each of their products from seed to shelf, and I have personally been using their tinctures for almost two years now. It's one of the first companies that I actually reached out to and was super interested in their company because I love their marketing, I love their Instagram, I am obsessed with all that, obviously, since I went to school for that, Um, and I loved how they were packaging their stuff. It has a really um, light vibe when I look at their Instagram and it's female owned. It's a family owned small company Uh, and it's just amazing. It's one of my top tincture companies that I work with and my favorite tinctures are the OG tincture, the tonic OG that has ashwagandha in it, black seed oil, tastes so good. Um, It's more of an awakening, uplifting tincture. I like to take it in the morning. And then I love their chill one, which is not as sweet. Um, It has the passion flower and lemon balm in it still, but it's more of a nighttime tincture. And of course you can take these during the day as well in, in the morning, but that's just how I do it and I love their tinctures so much. They also do little roll-on topicals and they are doing CBD flower as well. So I really recommend getting into tonic as it's one of my favorite companies obviously I have them sponsoring the podcast and I love them so much so if you want to check out tonicvibes.com you can go purchase anything from their website and use discount code gypsylove for a discount at checkout that's tonicvibes.com and you can use discount code gypsylove g-y-p-s-y-l-o-v-e for a discount at checkout All right, here we are. I wish you guys could see the situation right now, because whenever I record in my room, it's just me. I sit on the floor on this, like, comfortable pillow thing, and then Nar always knows that I'm about to record, and he comes and sits on my lap, so it's really hard to move, but I just sneezed, and it scared the fucking shit out of him, and he... Hopped up out of his sleep and I felt so bad. I'm sure you guys can relate if you have pets. <laughs> Sometimes when they're, when they're laying with you in bed or whatever, it's like this this layer of comfort. almost like almost like when you see new parents with their newborns lying on their chests. They don't want to move, they feel peaceful it's 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 almost like the the newborn is medicine and it's like a natural anti-anxiety antidepressant medication and that's how I feel about my cat for sure when we when we lay together and I spoon him and I hold him like a baby and whatever I feel like he he is healing me but anyways um I'm excited and nervous to record this episode because it's really uh it's hard to talk about these things. It's hard to talk about the shadow. It's hard to talk about our our parts of us that we hate or loathe. But I feel and, like it's necessary because the the journey of turning 30 um it's not that pretty and I know that some people say oh you know like once you turn 30 you're you're not gonna care anymore you're gonna be happy and it's just like something switches it's like a it's like a flip and, and you switch it and I was like all right because I've heard this several times and I'm like okay I'm waiting I'm waiting for that moment I'm waiting for that that switch to just be flipped off um, where I don't care and it just, Honestly, I don't think that that's possible, although I do understand where people are coming from. For me, I feel like I I definitely have felt this shift of not giving a fuck about the number 30. um, Because I don't feel 30. I don't feel like I look 30. I still get asked how old I am when I'm like, you know, out or even in lifts. Like when I tell people that I'm almost 30 it's like unbelievable to them. So I'd like to keep it that way and continue to feel and look young and whatever. But part of turning 30 and this journey of, of turning a new chapter and leaving your twenties, it's part of it is awakening to the darkness that we are. And it's a brutal process, and I am hoping it gets easier and it gets better, but I have to be completely honest with you. It's a lot of shadow work. It's a lot of rude truths, and um, just like I was explaining last night when I was teaching a yoga class, that yoga is its more than just stretching your body and feeling good when you step on your mat, it's an experience. And it's an experience of you meeting yourself over and over again in in new ways. And the experience of meeting yourself in different perspectives can be quite jarring and daunting at times because you are really tuned in to your energy and the way that you talk to yourself and your internal dialogue, and the way that you're that you're putting out energy into the room. You know, when I first started doing yoga, I dreaded. I actually dreaded each class because I knew that it was really challenging for me and there was those five minutes before class that I would just lay there and I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, but I know I'm going to feel so much better afterwards. And I never really, I never realized in the beginning that that was because I was doing shadow work and because I didn't enjoy it, I still needed to do it because after each class, I would feel... Energetically lighter, I would feel my mood lift, I would feel my irritability and my anger lift, and that's what this episode is about. Um, basically, you know, yoga is just one way of doing that deep shadow work and having those realizations of how we really are. Because whether you believe in the mind or the self because there's you know in Buddhism we don't really have a self and it gets kind of crazy with with all these different modalities of meditation and and all that so I personally have been taking little pieces from different cultures and different ideologies of Buddhism and I understand that we are conditioned and we are programmed from when we are children and who we are today is quite literally how our past has molded us to be. If you're familiar with uh, Gabor Mate, I'm sure you are. Um, he's been on all the huge podcasts out there from Russell Brands to Rich Roll to, um, you know, the Goop podcast. He's been on every podcast you can imagine. And um, basically he says that the root of our suffering and, and what, what we're dealing with today is all derived from pain from our childhood. And our past literally shapes us into who we are today, how we relate to people, how we judge people, how we build walls. How we protect ourselves in certain situations because we are programmed and we're traumatized from certain people or situations it doesn't have to be a crazy traumatic event but these little events all roll up into one big snowball and then by the time we're turning 30 like I am then the veil it's, it's like there's too much and there's no more space for any little Um, traumas anymore to be stuffed down and then it's just dying to come up and it's dying to be purged and I can describe this period of time leading up to turning 30 as a magical darkness a magical darkness of awakening and it's it's nice to feel this shift In my energy and kind of this more broad and kind of zoomed out lens of what I really need to work on because for a long time I was in denial but there's there's no denial anymore and I'm seeing myself in a perspective that isn't the best but I know it's true so I don't know You know, I don't know what part of that is the ego trying to just run me down and judge myself and and whatever, or what part of that is my true self, my highest self saying, hey, these are the things you really need to work on, your anger, your reactions. So if I could sum up the last year of my 20s, and maybe you guys can relate because I know some of you guys are in your 30s. Um, or you're approaching 30 so if I could sum it up it would it would be like this you know those scenes in movies when one of the characters has been traumatized and now they're sort of dazed and they're looking into nowhere they're looking into the sky into space their eyes are fuzzy they seem like they just really aren't there and then the other character starts to shake them by their shoulders so that they they come back to they, they come back to their body that's how it feels for an entire year it's it's felt like i'm being shaken from the inside out awakening to the darkness awakening to the toxic layers of relationships and connections that i've had and the way that i react to things. Um, it's a delayering of years and years and years of, of repressing those emotions, repressing those situations, and it's a quite literal shake to the core. So it's like, oh, like you, you you get lost in this in this awakening and then you get shooken up and you're like, Okay, well what am I gonna do about it? What am I gonna do about these things? Like for me, a lot of it has to do with forgiveness and allowing myself to evolve into the person that I want to be but there's still a piece of my myself or whatever you want to call it that isn't letting me because it's just drowning in guilt and shame and you know things I've said in the past, ways I've treated people, we've all done and said things that we regret but that you know that travels with us and we still are the same person and it's really hard to shake some of these qualities that I necessarily don't like about myself and it's not just me judging myself it's me really with a new lens seeing myself in a new lens and the things that have triggered me into this state of mind would be when me and my sister had a falling out she stopped talking to me I didn't see her for a year She and I just had a really bad falling out, and um, the things that she said to me um, really shook me to my core. You know, I'm not gonna call her out right now because she has every right to say the things that she said. But a lot of it has to do with imposter syndrome and, you know, being called fake. And she also called me out um, with how me and my mom don't have the best relationship and how I talk to my mom sometimes not the nicest and it just made me realize that there are things that we can't take back and that really fucking stings because how am I supposed to live through my life with this guilt and this shame and this dark layer of of gab who just seems to just not want to fuck off and i'm just really over it at this point like i i don't know i don't know the proper way to navigate away from her because she's just lingering and this part of me this version of me i don't want her to be around anymore but we as humans are going to latch on to the past because that's all we know and the future isn't set in stone but we are all on this self-development path and we're trying to become better people so we have goals and we're manifesting our desires and all this but what I've realized is that I can be doing I can be doing all the things you know I can be journaling and meditating and teaching yoga and being of service and trying to become a better person but if I can't control my anger or my reactions or my anxiety when I'm around family, what does that really say about the work that I'm doing? It's obviously not working because when I'm around a family, it's the, the dark part of gab comes out, the anger, the aggression, the words that I don't really mean. And, you know, we can be lost in this self-development phase of, oh, I'm becoming a better person, you know, like the past is the past, letting it go. But part of the 12-step recovery, um, and I I consider myself part of the 12-step recovery, one for um, drugs and alcohol, obviously, even though I don't consider myself an alcoholic, I do consider myself having addictive tendencies and addictive personality. But the 12-step um, layout, it also works for toxic relationships and eating disorders and codependency. The, the meeting that I go to every Friday has a wide variety of people from codependent um, issues to addicts, to alcoholics, to mental illness, to trauma survivors. Um, it's a wide plethora of people in there. And... It's really welcoming. And part of what I'm saying is part of the 12-step process is um, reaching out to people in your past who you've done wrong and making amends. And it's hard to make amends with people who don't want to see you in that new light or they aren't ready to see you in that new light. Or, you know, you can't persuade anybody to, to, you know be like, oh, okay, you're a new person, all right, cool, like, let's, let's, let's go get some dinner, (laughs) like, it doesn't work like that, Um, they're still very much in their past, and they are still very much in their head, and for me, it's hard to separate the things I've said and done, and the way that I, like, the trauma that I've, that I've encountered in my family, you know, my family was very broken um, growing up. After my parents divorced, lots of fighting with both parents um, on my end. Lots of fighting, lots of arguments, lots of cops being called, lots of situations, lots of, lots of anger. And that anger is derived from something. It just, it just doesn't come from nowhere. So I know that it's not my fault 100% and that the living environment that I lived in the the way that um, just some things went down, you know, with my stepdad and we didn't get along when I was in high school and just a lot of things that I didn't agree with the way that my mom and my stepdad and my dad were were handling situations, I was lied to a lot I was I was made to feel that um, the ways that I was feeling and analyzing the situations was wrong and that i was that i was the fucked up one and that i had all this you know i i was just the the fucked up high school teenager who just you know was lashing out but that lashing out comes from somewhere i felt abandoned i felt uneasy i felt left in the dust i felt really fucked over sometimes by my family and that just continues to snowball and snowball and as I'm speaking this this is the first time that I'm speaking about this really on the podcast because as I speak it it's just coming out and I'm realizing all these things and then if you think about it if from from childhood so if you if you dealt with feelings of abandonment or you know your family not taking your your emotions or your perspective seriously and you just feel like nobody fucking cares then that's going to transfer into the types of relationships that you bring into your life and that definitely happened with me I got into you know the I think I've spoken about this before in the podcast, so I won't go crazy into it, and I'll try to link it in the show notes of the, the episodes that I've spoken deeply about my past relationships. But just to paint a little bit of a picture, um, my first boyfriend, um, when I was like, you know, 16, 17, it was a long-distance relationship, Then I lived with him. We did massive amounts of drugs, drank a lot of alcohol. I'm, I'm lucky I even survived that summer. I think I was 16 or 17, living with him in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, and it was definitely a learning experience, but that whole relationship was built on drugs, alcohol, pain, suffering. He, We both had had depression and anxiety, so we were both just latching on to each other's trauma, and we were trauma bonding, and we were pain bonding, and that's not a way to start your romantic career, and that's what happened, and I, um, to this day, I I still have love for him, even though he's married and has kids, Um, but he was my first love, and he taught me a lot about myself, and... Long story short, he ended up cheating on me. Then the next relationship that I rebounded out of that was with a drug addict who was addicted to heroin, who, who got me to dabble into heroin. Um, not proud of that. And I was only a senior in high school, and um, he would. he was a narcissist. He manipulated me. He would force me to drive him around to you know buy drugs he would make me feel like he was going to kill himself because he would say that he had a gun and he was um gonna kill himself in his house and that if I called the cops he would just end it uh he was the he was your typical typical narcissist um and he really fucked my head up I'm not gonna lie this is over 10 years ago well not yet yeah, 10 years ago 18 years of age i was and <laughs> that relationship set the table for who i let into my life after that because i felt like i was unworthy because i felt like the, the way that he treated me the way that he talked to me he lied to me he stole money from me he um, he hacked my credit card, my debit card. He had a way to hack ATM machines. He would force me to sleep over and say that his parents said that it was fine when his parents said that it was not fine, and then I would get yelled at by his parents, and I had no way out. I had no way out of this cycle. And then don't even get me started on you know the sex and the lies and the manipulation in that sense, and... complete it was complete control and all of my friends stopped talking to me my friends hated him they just stopped talking to me obviously I mean why are you gonna watch your friend go through that and I I just I just know that the physical and emotional abuse that he did to me that set the table and I will link the uh, the so the episode that I get deeper into this whole situation um is the one that's called depression and nostalgia, so I'll link that in the show notes. Um, so, just to kind of give you a picture of maybe you're maybe you're wondering why the fuck am I the way that I am? Why am I this way? Why do I have anger? Why do I have relationship issues? Well, it can be tracked down to our childhood. It can be tracked down to high school and the foundation that we built our our self-love and our self-worth on and mine was fucking rocky and not good you know I had an eating disorder in high school that I'm still figuring out I had depression and anxiety um you know I'm obviously doing better than I was in high school when I was hospitalized for those things but it comes back in waves and, and in this culture of self-development and wanting to become a better person, we can hit a wall where it's like, okay, but like, am I going to be alone forever? Am I going to be isolated forever? And that's what depression will do. And the this is just the whole energy, mood, um, reading or you know I'm just kind of setting the table energetically of how it feels in my experience to turn 30. Um, the the build-up to turn 30 has just been kind of intense and crazy at times and I just don't know where to you know where to where to go who to, who to reach out to um, if it's just all in my head or if this is you know, if this is something I need to go really get medicine for, which I'm so against, but it just makes me feel like as you're doing this deep, dark, magical awakening work, it can feel like we step into this bipolar state of mind, you know, like our moods and our emotions can change instantaneously with what's happening around us. Anything can trigger us to that pinpoint that actually is what we're working on so that the same process of our magical darkness awakening sorry you can hear my cat's uh bell right now um anything in our lives in this moment in this present life that we're in right now not a past you know version of ourselves not our high school life but what's going on around us right now can instant instantly just snap us into this triggered um, little girl or boy who's just fucking angry and pissed and abandoned and all of it comes up easily. And that's why I, I love teaching yoga and I love doing yoga, but teaching yoga is an outlet for me to express these things and each class that I teach um, I I basically just speak like I am to you guys on the podcast but I, I have a sequence in there so it's a lot of me talking about mental health and psychology and the way that our mind works and healing our past but then I weave in the postures it's not just me teaching postures I feel like that would be the most boring class ever um i need depth i need fucking i need you to to fucking speak to my soul so when i when i go in i'm like i'm just opening the curtains i'm ripping off every layer of myself and i'm just like yo this is what's on my mind this is what we're doing this is why we're here if you resonate cool if you don't it's fine have your intention but every class i go into i go into it with like how can i help somebody make sense of their childhood or make sense of the pain and the suffering that they're that they're going through right now and come out of this class feeling feeling okay and feeling like they can get through it using the yoga and using the the breath Um, and when we get triggered our reactions you know can lead to high or low emotions and hold us back from actually dealing with the shadow work. For me, I can soothe my way out of pretty much any situation. You know, I have my biohacking things. I have the sauna. I have working out. I have coffee or caffeine, which I've been trying to not drink too much of. And that's that's an example of soothing a situation um, that we're that we're pissed about it could be overcaffeinating, which leads us to an artificial layer of bliss and contentment and a natural high and then when it wears off where does that leave us with the same emotion that longing to soothe derived from you know it's that same emotion that that got you to that place of needing caffeine or needing to go for a run or needing to go take a supplement or needing to go smoke a cigarette or smoke weed or take a drug or drink, you're going to be left with that once it wears off. So um, to kind of come back to what I was saying about the deep shadow work and everything and how I'm more living a sober curious life and a sober conscious life with no drugs and alcohol um, except for kratom and cbd Um, and i also am going to be doing a microdosing psilocybin little self experiment but i haven't done that yet and i don't consider that um, an addictive drug and i don't put myself in the category of alcohol anonymous narcotics anonymous I'm my own thing right now. I'm dealing with, you know, my, my self-love, my eating disorder stuff, my depression and anxiety and anger and all that. So I just feel like I kind of fit in a different category and I, we don't have to label ourselves. We're all in our own therapeutic thing, whatever it is. But like I said, um, when that wears off, so, so this is the longest time that I've been clean from drugs and alcohol. And with that, you know, I've spoken about this a lot in the podcast. Just check in with the last like 10 or 15 episodes. Um, but with the cleansed body, from drugs and alcohol comes the cleansed mind and that's when all of the darkness and the awakening and the wokeness comes. I truly, truly feel that when your body is cleansed from the poisons that we've put in them, then the mind starts to wake up and see ourselves in a new light. And it's not about me saying that I'm better than anybody because I'm sober, it's quite the contrary because i i go through days where i loathe myself and i hate myself like because of of who i was and who i am and who i want to be and how i'm attached to the, to those past things that i've said and done and the ways that i've treated myself and the the embarrassing situations that i've been in with with past relationships or dudes who have abandoned me you know like it's No one's better than anyone. We're all going through our own recovery process from whatever we're trying to heal at our own time. But what I will say is that um, the emotions that I soothe myself away from are anger, irritation, loneliness, and depression. You know, sadness. Um, feeling of abandonment and the things that I do through the day um, are ways for me to navigate through the pain and the suffering while doing the dark work. Um, even this podcast is a form of therapeutic, you know, channeling energy because when I'm sitting here speaking into this microphone. It's just me, myself, and I, and you guys, but right now in this current moment, it's just me and my cat, and I'm speaking, um, and I'm trying to rewire myself, and I'm trying to make sense of it all, so this is why I tell you guys that journaling has helped me so much, and I know that some of you guys have already bought the journaling course that I did. It's a guided meditation, and journaling course with tons of worksheets and journaling prompts and over eight hours of guided audio meditation and the writing prompts in in the in the workshop or you know little mini course these are writing exercises that I do every day and the nightly pages has helped me a lot and the stream of consciousness journaling and pretty much just bitching you can bitch about anything you want and put it in your journal and then once you're done the bitching then you move on to gratitude and it's like that nice balance between fuck you universe why is this happening i want to heal you know like just telling the universe what's up like where are you fucking pissed what do you need help with and then what are you grateful for and it kind of it creates a full spectrum of writing yes having a gratitude practice is important but having a real a realist practice is is important too because when we're doing this dark work we have to look ourselves in the mirror and say what do you not like about yourself like are you ready to kill that version of you are you ready to you know commit commit suicide to that version of you and anger is what comes through from depression so depression is the seed and anger is what comes out and that's what I've been dealing with at an immense level and the smallest things can set me off you guys like Now that I'm living up north in the Northeast, it's freezing and I'm not handling it the best that I can. I've been, I was spoiled from age 18 to 28. Um, And I lived in Fort Lauderdale and then LA and then Miami. These are all places that are warm and sunny all year round. And now I'm dealing with the real shit. And sometimes I have to sit back and ask myself, is this really me or is this just like a really nasty emotion and reaction flowing through me? And I'd like to think that it's the nasty emotion flowing through me or the nasty reaction, but there's some days where I just really fucking – I look at myself and I'm like, no wonder you're alone. Like, no wonder – You are isolating yourself because you don't like the person that you are. So why are you going to be around people with the slight chance that they see that they see me in this anger and this, you know, frustration? And we all have it, but we're all really good at masking it. And my fear is that which comes from the depression, you guys. So if you're dealing with depression, isolation and Secluding yourself from things is natural, so don't beat yourself up. That's just the depression kind of protecting you because deep down inside, as a depressed person, we know that we might not be the most pleasant person to be around at all times. And I'm saying that even though I teach yoga classes and workshops that are that are packed, like my Monday night class here in Philly, it's packed, it's sold out, because I bring something to them, and when I walk in there, I am my purest, best version of myself, I am instantly connected to flow state, and I black out, and I am speaking from a higher sense of myself, and I step out of my own suffering mind, and I'm there, like, just speaking my truths. But then when I leave, when I, after I teach, and I know I've spoken about this before on the podcast too, when I leave, I feel like the rest of my life is just fucking bleak. Why am I here? You know, if the only part of my day when I feel like a good human, a human you know, I'm, I'm doing my humanitarian service and and I'm making people feel good and I'm helping people but if the rest of the day I hate myself and I loathe myself that's that's a fucking issue and the depression will make you hide and even when you're walking down the street or you're at the gym like you're trying to hide or and I know that's not me because I can walk into a space of 50 people And Teach yoga and speak to them. No problem. So there's really there's I'm trying to connect those two things together and you might feel the same way like oh well You know when I'm at work I feel really good and I feel like I'm I'm doing it and I'm talking to people and I am in my flow state and the depression and the anxiety is not even there it dissipates because that's what happens to me like I feel naturally high and I feel not the slightest bit depressed when I'm teaching yoga because I am connected to my, my true source of, you know, consciousness and happiness and I'm helping people. But then maybe in, maybe you resonate with this, then when you leave work or you leave that, that particular project or you leave the gym or you leave that hobby... You just feel like, oh, I fucking hate life. I I hate just the, I hate the normal flow of life. And for me, that's that's been hitting really hard. Just the normal day in, day out shit. Grocery shopping, you know, needing to get things, like making sure my cat's okay, trying to get health insurance, paying bills... It's expensive to live in the Northeast, and I didn't realize that, but heat costs a lot of money. Um, Oil costs a lot of money. Our house is really old. It's kind of frustrating at times, and for the first few weeks, we didn't really have heat because we were still figuring out how it worked because it's an old house, and I was just fucking miserable, you guys. I was just like, this. I can't live like this, and for my birthday, I am going to uh, Miami for a little less than a week, so that'll be good, but, um, you know, there's going to be those days where there's just too much stress and depression, and it's really challenging to see it in that light as this is just life, and when you're dealing with severe anxiety and depression, it's just the simple motions of life that can be dramatically debilitating like I said walking to the grocery store in the freezing cold and layering on jackets and sweaters feels like I'm gearing up for war and then when you get to your point b destination then you have to unlayer organize all your things I feel like a bag lady at the end of the day I feel like a fucking bag lady with um you know, I don't, I don't have a car and I'm trying to utilize public transportation more than lifts. I'm trying to save money. And by the end of the day, I'm fucking energetically, physically, emotionally exhausted just from getting around, just from walking, just from the the hustle of life. And now I completely understand what seasonal depression is. I don't think... I think that I did, I think that I did um, experience it in high school, but I, we didn't even have this language back then. There wasn't this mental health complete craze where like everybody was obsessed with learning about psychology and the mind and philosophy and, you know, all these amazing theories and philosophers like Young and Alan Watts and all these buddhist um books about meditation and mindfulness like i didn't have all these things and i didn't really fucking think about it either and i was on antidepressants so i was i felt like i was kind of a zombie honestly um if you want to hear more about that stuff i did talk a lot about that um in the thyroid episode and the depression episode and a lot of the, the recent episodes, I've talked about my journey with medications and stuff like that and mental health. But what I'm saying is that all of this noise, the teaching and the errands and um, whatever your work is, your home life, your family, your relationship, taking care of people, it's, it's so noisy and sometimes it just feels like everything I do is one long struggle and suffer and one long fucking suffering motion. And that's that's not a place I enjoy to be in. I don't enjoy feeling that in, in my headspace at all. I At times, I really just feel like there's a part of me that I want to kill as, you know, weird as that sounds I'm not talking about killing myself I'm talking about how I want to kill that that dark angry always annoyed version of myself but we all have that version of ourselves I think that like I said we're all really good at hiding it and we're all really good at hiding our facial expressions but sometimes I really suck at it and when when someone looks at me they can just tell that I'm pissed because my facial expression says it all and I grew up with my mom who's an empath and she does not hide her emotions well let's just say that and I think that rubbed on to me for sure I remember growing up and her just when she would get pissed she would just sit there and frown like her her mouth would just be frowned and I'd be like what's wrong you know like why are you frowning and like I got that from her and I got that energetic incapability of hiding my emotions from her because she was depressed growing up. I mean, she was a single mom for a little bit. She was financially insecure. I remember I remember us getting bags of food from, from churches, like free canned food and stuff and shopping at Goodwill and shopping at Salvation Army and I always remember her like knowing the schedule of which churches offer free boxes of dry food goods and i never like thought about it twice i just thought oh that's cool like she's getting free food or that's nice of them giving that to her and i didn't realize like no she's doing that because money is a fucking issue and she doesn't have the money to to just like go spend 500 bucks on groceries every week for the family and the older i get just to bring us back here right now in this moment maybe you are dealing with some of the same the same issues um with financial um connection to your your emotions and your trust you know growing up seeing my parents divorce and then struggle with money after that it wasn't easy to watch it was really challenging to watch and quite quite traumatizing because my mom had to file bankruptcy a few times she lost our house we had to move in with my stepdad you can kind of see why i had a lot of anger and a lot of um distrust and abandonment and a lot of lies like i said um so this whatever your situation is with money, it probably has to do with the way that your your family had money. the lack of money, how hard they had to work for money. Um, and now this this brings us into this moment how do we view money? How do we view ourselves and our worth with money? How do we hustle? how are we? expanding our time so that we can make more money I mean your 20s and your and I'm assuming your 30s it's it's still gonna be very heavily based on money and you know when I got out of college it really hit and I was like oh wow I'm not getting these refund checks anymore I'm not getting these student loan checks anymore to pay for art supplies and rent and it's just a whirlwind of, of truths and understanding like how hard do do we want to work for what little money and that's, that's where we get into this whole kind of fuzzy like live your passions, live your truths, make money off of your passion and that's sometimes that's not the easiest way. Like sometimes you just need money. Like last night I watched the pursuit of happiness oh my god and I like I can't believe how 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 that movie just so it's so truthful it's so honest and it's kind of terrifying because people like that there's people living like that out there who have 20 bucks in their account and they have a kid and I'm very, very grateful for where I am right now. I I can make money on my own, and I can truthfully say that maybe I'm doing better than I was when when my mom was, you know, my age or even older, when she had to file bankruptcy. And um, I think those series of events of watching my mom kind of suffer financially set the table for me and what I didn't want and what I what I feel that I deserve and my dad works really hard he has a full-time job he has a business on the side a landscaping business and I see how hard he works and I I don't like it and maybe you can relate but I don't like seeing old people or older people my dad's not that old he's like 55 but um I don't enjoy seeing older people working their fucking ass off and killing their bodies just to make ends meet, and the fact that I don't have to kill myself physically like I was in art school, and, um, and when I was bartending and living in LA and working for fashion companies and then bartending in Miami, like I was literally like so drained, and then and it wasn't until I stopped bartending that. I started to like see what else I could do and then when I broke my arm that was it I was like I'm not bartending again because now I know that I can make money in other ways you just have to really tune in to your resources around you what's what signs what what's around you that you can kind of use as an expanding opportunity people and situations to help you navigate into a different way of saving money. Um, This is turning out to be a longer episode than I realized. So I'm going to break this up into two parts. This is going to be part one. The next part is going to be part two of the magical darkness of awakening. But before I end, um, you know, whatever you're going through, whether it's you're doing this shadow work and this magical darkness work, or you're trying to make sense of a traumatic event that happened earlier in your life, or you're trying to forgive yourself, or you're trying to forgive someone else, or you're trying to prove yourself that you're your better person to your friends or your family, or maybe you're trying to navigate out of a isolation period like I am. Maybe you're trying to navigate out of an anxiety and depressive state, um you're not alone and we all have these dark parts of ourselves that we don't like living with and I truly feel that we if we just are awakened to it and we can sit down and journal or talk about it or talk to a friend and get it out there then you're kind of putting a flashlight on that dark part of yourself so that it can't continue to like fuck yourself over and hide and and be angry cuz once the anger and once the resentment and once the the reactions come through then you're going to be like oh okay i know i know what this is this is my depression this is my anxiety this is my inner child that's doing this i'm going to i'm going to try to disconnect from this emotion this reaction and you know just try to be a better person that's all you can do so I hope this episode helped you and uh, I'm excited to to do this work and I actually am excited to turn 30. I actually am. I've come to peace with it um, because age is just a number and, you know, the older I get, I feel like, oh, cool. Like, you're pretty strong. You've been through this, you've been through that. So tell yourself that. Like, whatever you've been through, like, give yourself some fucking credit because, you know, I think that experience is true knowledge and true wisdom. That's what all these fucking podcasts are doing. It's all these people talking about their experiences, talking about things they've learned. And then, yeah, there are the the podcasts who that are factual, you know, that are, strictly about case studies and science and philosophy and the facts which is really nice too I like to switch it up but a lot of these podcasts that that we listen to are people experiencing and explaining their experiences and shining new light into different ways and giving yourself a different perspective and words of wisdom words of inspiration whatever you want to call it it's we're all just connecting to that knowing because we're all trying to heal those dark parts of ourselves and it's not fun it's not fun sometimes and you're not alone so there we go thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of the vibe within i really got deep in that one holy shit i know that probably all regret saying some of those things but hey whatever I share what I share because I feel like in the moment I should share it because it's going to help people. And um, as you guys know, this is a one-woman show. I do everything on my own from the marketing, editing, recording, reaching out to sponsors if I have one. Um, Everything that you see, I create. And if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a variety of ways that you can support it in the show notes. Um, you can leave a rating and a five-star review, um, or a five-star rating, and leave a review. <laughs> um, this really helps the podcast thrive, and I know that you guys hear this on everybody's podcast. Leave me a rating, leave me a review. I get it. I'm sure you get it. Um, but for little podcasts like mine that are that are starting to really thrive, I'm really proud of it. Um, it's my baby, and you guys are helping me. Really get it out there, and I'm trying to get these episodes out there to people who are going through the same shit. Um, and vulnerability is just a way for us to all feel like a layer of this judgment and this ridicule is lifted. So if you could leave me a review, leave me a rating. Um, you can screenshot and share this episode with a friend or a family member. You know, send send episodes to your friends and your fam. Um, I always love when people send me episodes of podcasts. I'm like, fuck yeah, awesome, thank you. Now I don't have to like do the work and I can just hit play, Um, share it. And I hope this resonated with people and I hope that it helped you. And um, you can also donate to a different, um, a few different ways. I have a Venmo, you can Zelle. um, If you'd like to donate, Uh, I use donations i'm trying to save up for a new microphone because mine is kind of fucked up and my computer is on its last thread i shouldn't say that because it's probably listening but i've had this computer since 2010 and it's having some issues so you know i need to slowly start to save for a new computer if you enjoy the podcast um just share subscribe rate review that's all that matters And uh, we'll talk soon.